Tigers, they they might be back, uh, and um, that is going to spell disaster for everyone in the comp, including Samojo on Sunday. And the Eston Bummers, they go ahead, they finally get a win, and St. Kilda continues to crumble almost a little bit. Are they going to be falling out? They're hanging on by a sliver, by a thread on the eight spot. We're going to talk about them as well, and the best rivalry. In footy, I don't care what you say. I am biased, and I'm proud of it. The G Davis Giants and the Western Bulldogs, that one goes down in a, a hell of a game. Toby Green uh, sets a career record for him, but uh, that's not enough because the Giants are just not very good, apparently. And, um, you know, just, man, horrible round for tipping, and it's not going to get any easier when it comes to round 15 because I, for the first time in a while, or maybe ever, um, I, I kind of forget. I think, Don, you said ever, right? We're getting the top eight teams playing each other. And that it's the first four games of the round. This is going to be insane. This is going to make or break seasons. And we're going to have to break down that down and more. Because it's time for our breakdown for AFL round 14. Of course, I'm your host, Ross Allen. Joining alongside by the best in the business, Coach Donnie. And Coach, how are we feeling after... Um, what was just, it really, it was just an unpredictable round of footy. I had no idea what was going on at any time. Oh, if you, if you look at our tipping, if you look back at our last round and look at our tipping videos, we look like a couple of numpties. It's like no, like no other, because I, I found it funny. I was, I was reaching out to a friend of mine online who, who just like us was 0-3 to start the week. I was like, you have to be kidding me. We are 0-3 in six game rounds. We are 0-3 to start off. All three. <laughs> so what many people would say with locked picks, like picks most people pick, did not turn out to be good, with, with especially the Essendon over St. Kilda in, in the Friday night. Absolute shocker. But I just I, – I look at it, and it goes – it just makes this round even that much more tantalizing because yeah. – it now, le- it now leaves a few teams sitting on that knife's edge of, are they going to make the finals? Are they not? You've got some questions going into it. You've got a ton of drama in a couple of clubs that, I mean, a few weeks ago, you would have said, they're sailing. They're looking really, really good. And some drama now could cause a lot of headaches for a couple of teams. So I'm... I. This, this last stretch run here over these last eight to nine games are going to be fascinating because there are some teams that their beef with their schedule is now. There are some teams that their schedule, their hardest part of their schedule is gone. They have a lot easier schedule the rest of the season. But after rounds like this, I agree with what one person said. I think this league is much more compact than it ever has been to the point where if you have one off day, it could cost you a win. So 
oh my gosh, I cannot wait for this round of footy and the rest of these rounds to get to the finals because it is going to be exciting. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think the whole league is going to explode. The ladder is going to be snapped in half and there's just going to be cast for the rest of the season. That's what I'm hoping for because that would make me happy. The Giants are playing for anything right now, so fingers crossed for chaos. Uh, if we want to bring back that uh, that statement I had, I think it's like around like round four of the season. That's all I am at this point <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a horrible person apparently. But uh, what we got for you guys today is um, I'm super happy Donnie thinks this. We got a very intriguing set of overreactions for you guys. We're going to take a look at the top ten of the ladder. And name these teams contenders or pretenders. I got a little bit of a uh, little bit of, uh, another version of a little trivia for Donnie. We're calling fact or fiction, and then we're gonna hop into what the blank because the Tigers are red hot. There's some teams that deserve an A so far this season. Some that definitely do not, and there's some teams that. I just don't have a whole lot of confidence right now. Um, unfortunately, it may include the team I was super hot on and the team that Donnie is a giant fan of. So, not great for either one of us at this point. <laughs> but before we get to things, um, of course, uh, go ahead, follow us uh, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Fourth Lawn Media. You can follow Donnie over at Coach Has 40 on both platforms as well. We are everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Rumble, Anchor, all that fun stuff. Follow, subscribe, uh, whatever the button tells you to do, do it. Just listen, please. Um, you know, that would do me a great favor. Or you can catch everything at thefourthandlong.com. Especially, look at you guys, especially you Aussies. You got a new citizen joining the fold in the greatest footy player, uh, at least American footy player of all time. The gr now, we can name Mason Cox as the greatest American Australian footy player of all time. His accolades just keep lining up. So what better way to show your love for him and your support for the big man than by plastering on the back of a shirt. I'm wearing it right now and can't turn around. But plastering how much you love big cock. So go on over to the fourthlong.com forward slash apparel. Get your shirt in today because um you you need to. Go ahead. Support support your fellow countryman. Support your yeah. Yeah, I can say that for both countries now, so go go do that. Uh, make yourself happy. Uh, but before we hop into overreactions here, of course, it's time for Hess's headlines. What you got in store for us this round, Coach? Oh, man, some great headlines. Some newspapers would, would have enjoyed this weekend. Let's start on first one. It's hard not to argue. We kind of just already talked about it a little bit. Is upsets rule the weekend as two finals teams worry about their finals chances as both Sydney and St. Kilda thoroughly and completely stumble this round and leave themselves very vulnerable still in the bottom part of the eight to maybe not make the final. So they are going to be an intriguing and conveniently what happens, they play each other this round. So it'll be fascinating to see <coughs> what team over the last two weeks will potentially get zero points out of the eight possible there. Um, it'll be absolutely interesting to watch that particular matchup. We'll discuss that a little bit later. We jump to it. Geelong beat a much stronger Eagles team to solidify their top four chances, but I I'm almost going to go away a little bit from the Geelong part of this. I'm going to say this right now. If you are, if you have the Eagles on your schedule, I would be a little bit terrified mm. because they are getting healthy. They're getting back on the track and they are starting to play much more West coast Eagles football. Keep an eye on this. The Eagles along with the Adelaide Crows, Gold Coast Suns, and some of these teams 
like Hawthorne are going to be the teams that are going to decipher who is and isn't going to be playing finals this year. Going off the game that 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 I know you watched probably pretty heavily, and it's Dougie's win, but defensively frailties could cost them a finals spot. As much as a 100, both teams scoring 100 points in that game between game, the Dougies man. and well, the Giants. It was a great game. It depends on what you classify as a great game. If you like Sorry. scoring, this was a fantastic me, game. I'll <laughs> be diplomatic. It was an entertaining game. How, how, how about that? Does that work? I will, I, I will agree with you on that one. That was absolutely <laughs> an entertaining game for sure. Whether it was a great game or not, again, depends on what you classify as entertaining. But I'm worried if I'm a Doug, if I'm a Dougie's fan, I am very, very worried that this team gives up way too many points, Mm -hmm. way too often. And if they can't outscore them, they're going to find themselves watching the finals instead of being in them. So we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on that. And last but not right now, because both teams, they they definitely know offense, defense, uh, I don't know. They might have to read read the textbook there on on what it means. Defense for Maybe. dummies? Do they have that? <laughs> I don't think I don't think Bevo or Coach Fagan would be too kind to the to the having to read the defense <laughs> for dummies for footy on that one. But we'll ship you um, over there. They'll be good. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fascinating. And last but not least, I, I'm going to give a shout out. We 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 gave him a shout out last time. We're going to continue the shout out. Gold Coast Suns. Suns shine as they keep their finals chances alive. And again, just an absolutely fantastic game. And I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the awesome story of the footy player whose grandfather yes, that came was from so Japan, cool. was able to watch the so game. Cool, Not man. only did his grandson kick a goal in the game, but they were able to get him in the rooms where he was able to join in in the team oh, song. Yeah. Those are the stories you absolutely love He's, seeing. The, it's the another reason. Oh, yeah, just get it absolutely sends tingles up your spine for sure. And it's just another reason. It gives you another reason to to like this Gold Coast Suns team. And again, I'm hearing more and more talk. Stewie Dew and the and the Suns are in negotiations for a contract extension. I agree with some of the media saying they that maybe the Suns should wait, make sure at the end of the season to see how the Suns season ends because they have done this before. Mm-hmm. They've been in finals contention and have fallen off a cliff so we'll have to see how the rest of the season goes but stewie do has got a very good argument to be able to say hey i've got this team humming i've got this team playing well i think i deserve a contract extension if it were me as long as they don't fall off a cliff at the end of the season i have a hard time not seeing stewie do not staying in gold coast and continuing to be the coach there and that is my headlines well you know my thoughts on stewie-doo it's um uh it, it just kind of goes how do i put this up uh, pay the man okay it, it's it's that simple let's go ahead he deserves it if the suns don't want to give it to him i know there's plenty of clubs out there that would love to have him shout out to the gws giants maybe just maybe the suns are dumb enough and don't resign say so we do so uh well, <laughs> i'll definitely take a lot more than just hoping though you know there would have to be disaster there I can dream, right? Everybody can dream. Everybody <laughs> can dream, especially in that situation. Uh, I'm just keeping hope in, in places where I probably shouldn't be. But we're <laughs> going to head on over to 
the overreactions for this round. Uh, for those that don't know uh, how this works, I got three statements for Coach John here, and it's up to him to determine if it is indeed an overreaction or if there's actually some truth to it. And I love the, the lineup that we got up here. Um, and of course, sound off in the comments. Uh, hit us up over on socials. Your thoughts on these as well to determine if you think they're an overreaction or not. But first things first, let's throw it down to one of the more surprising results of the round, and that is the Swans' power. So statement number one, Donnie, is that the Swans' power game was a bigger loss for Sydney rather than a bigger win for Port. I, I love your wording on this because it, it does leave a little bit of wiggle room for, for both ways. But honestly, I, I, would, I would flip it. I would say... It is not an overreaction. The Port's win was bigger than the Swans' loss because I think the Swans do have some winnable games late in the season. I think they can keep themselves in the finals. I think their chances of top four are gone. Like, I just don't think they're there. I think they're not playing enough high-level teams. I, I just think some of the top teams will stay there. I still think they'll make finals. I think this loss was more, for me, was Port showing Port is back to kind of being Port. And I know so many ports there, but let me explain. I said at the start of the season, this port team, if you look at its list, is a finals team, is a top four team, is a flag contender type of team. The issue I had with them, especially a lot this year, was they just had injuries after COVID protocol, after injury, after COVID protocol, after bad form, after injury. So bad. That the first five games of the season, they literally, they dug a half a mile hole in the ground and I went, oh, yeah, we're supposed to be playing footy, aren't we? Right. And it they're was, now starting to kind too. of – It wasn't like small backup players oh, no, no, no. snooping out. It was arguably – it was one of the best defensemen in the league. Or, uh, I would say the greatest interceptor in the league. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, one of the uh, best offensive guys in, in Ollie Wines. It, it, it's, mm -hmm. Those are two big gaps out of your roster. Well, it was kind of it was kind of the bookends of their field. You had yeah. you had you had your your awesome defender and Alir Alir and your Charlie Dixon, your full forward. Those were your two bookends, and when they were both gone, they were both rudderless and sailless. Like they couldn't score and they couldn't defend. They're both there. They're both playing better. And the scary part about it was is that Port Adelaide team was doing it with a lot of inexperience with a lot more inexperience on the field. Travis Boak was out because of protocols. Robbie Gray did not kind of respond to the bye week as well as they thought he would be. So he was still finding some knee soreness. So then that's why he didn't play. And then you also look at it too, is they had some, they had some injury issues weeks before. So um, it'll be, it'll be fascinating to see, but honestly, I think this is, this is an overreaction in the original, in the original wording. I don't think it's as dang, it is as bad a loss for the Swans as some people think, because I think Port is a much better team than their record. Like they should not be where they are. They should probably be where the Swans are. If you if you're honest, but you look at their list, they at should probably the be in the <laughs> exactly. Well, at least in the fi in the finals, yeah. at least for sure. Yeah, so I'd say I think this is thirty two. Port Adelaide's in twenty four. So just a, exactly really just a couple. So they're of two games still back. two games back. Yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah. I so could they're still two games back. If anyone's going to drop out right now, it definitely feels like St. Kilda is going to. Uh, just because off of recent forums, Sydney has a better chance of hanging on. But Port Adelaide, I mean, the three teams in front of it right now is Gold Coast, uh, the Western Bulldogs, and Collingwood. And then St. Kilda right there. I could, It's very, um, you know, you could really see them jumping all four of those teams. Mm -hmm. 
definitely so so uh, so as the original writing i think it's an overreaction if you change it it's not like i said if you say that the powers win is bigger than this one's loss then i would say not an overreaction because i really do think the power really kept themselves in the finals contention winning that game well we take a look if they lost this game they were they're done. just about they're done yeah they're three they're three games back and there's no way they can make it up they like legitimate like legitimately you you ask most port fans in sa they lose that game it's their their season is over yep. it doesn't matter where they finish because they aren't going to make finals it's over hinkley's most likely gone because he wouldn't have made finals after two consecutive years making their prelim final legitimately that win saves hinkley's job for a little bit longer and keeps port in the conversation for finals again mm -hmm. it's not easy they're gonna have to pretty much go of these last nine games i think they gotta go seven and two at the worst like they almost have to go nine and oh to get in because now they're gonna get lucky like like i said saying kill the sydney this week one of them's going to lose so most likely the one that loses will be out of the finals by the end of this you say round. that now if but now they're going to draw because you jinxed it unbelievable donnie i'm blaming you right now <laughs> just whoever loses i'm legitimately unless it's unless it's like oh, the only other way that they, the only other way that they may stay in is if they get a draw because yeah. you get the extra half half again oh, that'd be like so that, that, irritating if you're a port it would fan. be irritating but it would be somewhat a blessing for disguise at the end at the bottom of the eight if they both get it if they both get a draw because it gives them a half a game buffer oh no good for them but imagine your port Adelaide, you're you're sending two points out of finals when it's all said and done yep, oh, you may that miss would be hell by that so oh. We'll have to see, like I said. But honestly, Port, that was that was every game the rest of the season is an elimination final. They yeah. have to win. If they if they lose and they go three games back, it's over. There's I, there's just no way I see them catching up. I guess unfortunately. I mean, if you take a I guess technically, I mean mathematically, you might be able to get away with six and three, but that's that's cutting. But you it get, but you're gonna extreme. need a ton of help. You're, you're gonna, gonna need, need a ton, ton of, help. of help. But the only difference is I could some of the teams ahead of them right now. I think they're going to get some help based on recent form. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe at least from a one finals team uh, that that's currently up there. So they might luck out. It's um it's going to take a lot for Port to make the finals though. But luckily for them, their their hopes are still alive. Um, that's more than I could say for my team right now. So it kind of is what it is. Um, but uh, saying to this uh, next statement here. I mean, Drama Factory Collingwood, and especially Drama Factory for your lone individual player, Jordan Ngoi. My word, can you make a headline for them every single week? And they're not great ones as well, if you're <laughs> looking from the club's perspective. Um, but this guy with uh, statement number two, some trouble in volley, man. Uh, but Jordan Ngoi will not be on a team at the start of next season. Oh boy! Lot of questions. The, the, this whole season on is free agency, man. Okay, it's not, it's I've I, I've expressed I've expressed this to this this opinion for for Collingwood Magpies fans that are that are watching this again. Take my opinion with a little bit of a grain of salt because I am gonna I'm gonna, I am gonna say this. He's on my shit list because <laughs> honestly, I'm one of those. I've, I hear all these people. Well, you, you got to give these guys a second chance. No shit. I, I understand giving people a second chance. Is this this, is, his, this chance? is his fourth or fifth <laughs> chance. And I'm just, I'm one of those. I'm I, after a while. It, it, one time is okay. That's a mistake. Three times is a pattern. And that's the part that frustrates me. 
like and, and it's not just because i am a huge supporter of aflw so i'm looking at it a little bit on is the disrespect of women is another thing that really it, it really gets my gore that this isn't the first time that this has happened where he's done something to a woman no matter she want if it's okay with it or not i don't care York wasn't legitimately i do not care do not care that is despicable behavior mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Collingwood. You should not have let him go. And I'm for the people that are go. Well, the clubs can't. The clubs can't tell him what he can and can't do. Are they paying him to play footy? They yes. <laughs> then yes, they can tell him what he can and can't do. They have a financial backing on this player for him to be on the field and doing what he's supposed to do, and that's being an an AFL player. So no, I disagree with this argument that he's a, he's his own human. No, as a contract, player, man. as soon as you sign that contract, the player kind of owns your ass. The the the, mm -hmm. the team kind of owns your ass. Not one hundred percent. And I and, and I get there. There will be some people that will say opposite. They're paying this guy a, a, a lot of money. They need to be able to tell him, Jordan, pull your head in. Don't go to Bali. Don't do something stupid stay here go to country victoria find a and b don't drink don't record it mm -hmm. and don't do anything stupid i think that's the biggest point right there tony don't record it it's like <laughs> that's the funniest thing i don't get it, it it is it is the only point where i somewhat feel sorry for him oh. it, it is it really is the one because it's like it's kind of like many of the superstars over here in the states phones will record as soon as they see somebody famous so if you're famous don't put yourself in that opportunity i know you want to live your life i understand it but there also comes to a point it's like do you really want to live your life being the subject of a video that could potentially go on nightly news that could get cost you money maybe at least wait job? till the off season well, even in even in the off season, well, I mean, we not, see it all the time over here. A, D, a DUI by a player, I mean, it becomes the scarlet letter on. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the way it is. So it's like I I almost agree with what one person with one person, especially over here in the states. Not so much in Australia because the finances are just not there. Mm -hmm. Over here in the states, if you're a superstar athlete that's making two million dollars, why aren't you having somebody drive you to and from places? And the funny thing is, like the leak where we see all these issues happen, DUIs, NFL, you guys are horrible with this. Uh, shout <laughs> Vegas. Damn. The NFL actually has drivers for players. That's mm -hmm. a thing that they do. They just don't use them because they're stupid. All right. So if you have uh, your moral of the story for anyone listening, if you have resources at your disposal, use, use them. them. <laughs> I don't think it's that like wild exactly. of a statement. So, so, um, so to answer your question, don't doing stupid stuff too. So, so, to answer your question again, this is a little bit of me. I don't think so. Like, I, unfortunately, okay. My common sense, the way the AFL runs itself, he'll it's find himself a team. Someone. He will Gold because Coast. people will people will see. I'm hearing St. Kilda, but St. Kilda has even kind of went. They've kind of don't argued that discussion point a little good, bit. Man. I mean, Collingwood straight up grabbed the contract, ripped it up, and threw it in, threw it in the bin. I mean, that's what they did. They had a contract offer on him, and as soon as all this stuff happened, the contract goes bye bye. I mean, it's ripped up and it's Collingwood in the bin. Good move, good job, guys. Maybe which uh, I, th which I think Mason is Cox more. 
I 100% agree. I, I, yeah, again, yeah, you do it, agree. Pay missing cocks more, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think honestly, he'll he'll find a place in the AFL. I don't agree with it. I, I think this dude, it, he's got a pattern. Mm-hmm. If the ADHD argument, which again, I I put in, and again, I've, I've seen some people like, why are we why are we questioning his ADHD? Because there are people with ADHD that don't make the same mistake five, six, and seven times in a row. So after a while, especially when it's not come out, it's never been used. And now all of a sudden he's going to talk about it. It, it makes you question a little bit. Again, the timing I'm, is suspicious. Exactly. Also, it, and that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't, I don't think he does have it. I just, the timing and the placement of it just sounds like an excuse for somebody that actually legitimately does have this issue. It is only making it harder for them to positively be diagnosed because of stuff like this. And And it's it's like, like, that's the issue I have with it. If he has legitimate, like mental health um, illness, then that's Then why is he playing? Then why is he playing footy? That's one thing, but it's also like, why is he allowed to go to Bali? If it's legitimate, I just don't understand. Obviously that's a current concern. Obviously you want to want to get better, but uh, also if he legitimately does have it, I still don't think that's a legitimate excuse to, to make these mistakes every single time. You should be able to, you should be able to do something about it. Uh, uh, I've, I've, st- I've seen some po- it, I've seen some podcasts where people that have ADHD that even they're like, yeah, that's that's not a that's not a legitimate reason. I've never heard so, of that before. <laughs> that that so, go so there's there's there there have been some pinholes in that particular excuse balloon a little bit. So hey, and again, like signing a doctor, you know, a couple of meat pies and getting you a fake prescription. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. I just, oh, like man. I said, I'm, it's a mess. I, I'm one of those. I want legitimate mental health issues that can be fully diagnosed and be proven, not just thrown out there to try to save your own buttocks from the, 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 you know, what whooping that was his life for the last three days yep. because of everything that happened. And I don't think the media has made a circus out of it. I think the media is just doing their job. Mm-hmm because it's a story it's a superstar player doing something really really stupid on the internet and getting called out for it that's just plain and simply it do i think Tagoe will be on a like i don't think this is an overreaction that jordan Tagoe could not play i just i unfortunately i know this product and i know the clubs they're going to see what he can do on the field not what an idiot he is off the field at times mm-hmm. and they're going to throw money at it exactly and if, uh, i don't i don't agree with it if okay. i was if i was a general manager or a, or a wish or a uh, list manager i would be like yeah no don't want that nope, nope. i'm not interested at all jordan to go, go to a team that actually wants you i have no interest in anything that you've got to bring what you bring on the field is not worth the headache off the field yep um it, it... If uh, Deshaun Watson could get $250 million guaranteed and job here in the States, Jordan Degoe could uh, get a, hundred, a few uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars on him as well. But speaking about mistakes, let's talk about St. Kilda over the last couple of rounds, particularly this round. They drop a big one. They The Dons drop a bomb on St. Kilda. And so with that being said, last statement of the week, Donnie, St. Kilda will not finish inside the top 10. Uh-huh. This is this is one several weeks ago I would have said you're crazy, but looking at their <laughs> looking at their schedule, look at their schedule, oh, man. Oh, oh man, that's a killer. Not, 
That's it is a mur- it is a murderer's row to the point where legitimately I I don't think this is an overreaction. They might that win be three. outside the top ten because I mean just looking at it just looking at it they play Sydney this week up at the, uh, up at the SCG mm-hmm. then you get Carlton Fremantle the Western Bulldogs a rejuvenated West Coast Eagles Hawthorne Geelong Brisbane Sydney maybe three. wow maybe three wow. <laughs> I'll say it again. Damn. Wow. Like <laughs> there is not one. I'll even no, I don't even think there's three. I don't think there's one easy game. There's not one easy game in that entire show. I would say there's not one. Two to three winnable games. No. No, still no. wow. Okay. No. I'm, I'm giving it too much credit. One one maybe. One with maybe. West Coast. One. One. I, no. I, I think it's Hawthorne. I think I think Hawthorne. I think Hawthorne okay. has hit a wall. I think Hawthorne might have hit a wall. People have kind of figured out them mm-hmm. a little bit. With West Coast getting back all the guys that they are getting, and the game is at Optus Stadium. Yeah. Another thing that I'm going to put that there. I'm a, they're going to be underdogs against Sydney this week. They'll be underdogs against Carlton next week. They'll be underdogs even at even at home at Marvel against the Dockers. They will be. Mm-hmm. Doggies. I think by then, if the Doggies win a couple of games, they'll be underdogs in that game. The only they'll only be favored in two games, the West Coast and the Hawthorne game. But the West Coast game, keep an eye on it. I'll mm-hmm. say it right now. That would be my upset tip of the round if it gets to that. If Love St. It. Kilda is struggling and the West Coast is playing better, mm-hmm. Hawthorne even at Marvel, I think they'll be favored. But Hawthorne will give them a test. And then Geelong, Brisbane, Sydney. I mean, come on, come on. I mean, you could walk out of this stretch. Worst case scenario, absolute worst. One and seven to end the season. There's no way they're making the. There's no way they make finals. And I, I agree. There's no way they make top ten. No. If that happens, top ten. So I don't right think now. this is an overreaction just because you look at their schedule. This is a murderer's row. They have to have one of the hardest run. ones. They have to have one of the hardest schedules to close out the season. I guess I I'm playing. They, I believe either them or Melbourne have mm. the have are the two teams that I've Ooh, heard the most talk right now. That of being sucks. the hardest schedule yeah. to end the season. So I, I guess the thing here, maybe I'm playing, uh, do a little bit of Mr. Brightside for for St. Kilda and for their sake. I can see wins against Carlton, West Coast, and Hawthorne. Everything else does not seem very likely. I guess if I really want to go on a limb here, I can see four with Sydney. Just based off how both of them have been playing recently, obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, I won't not, I, I won't tip St. Kilda against Sydney, but I can see that happening. I think best, best, best case here, St. Kilda goes four and five and drops out of the top ten. Worst case mm-hmm. scenario, they're ending the season zero and nine, and honestly, that wouldn't surprise me that that much either. That that's that's also possible too. And, and just to look up, we we were talking about hardest. We were talking about hardest schedule. This is Melbourne. This is Melbourne schedule to end the season, and I only see one game that I'm sitting here going, I'm super confident for the Demons, and this is the Demons here. Brisbane Lions this week, Adelaide Crows at Adelaide Oval, Geelong at GMHBA. Port Adelaide at at, at um, uh, basically it's a home game, but I can't remember. It's a TP, so I have to double check where that game is at. Marvel Stadium versus the Western Bulldogs, Fremantle Dockers at Optus Stadium, MCG Melbourne uh, versus Collingwood, MCG Carlton, M- um, 
GABA Brisbane Lions to end the season. Ooh. That's the D's run home to the end of the season. There you go. So I'm going to throw this out there. Lee Montagna at first crack and even in the midweek rub throughout, there's a chance. There is a chance. I don't think it'll happen, but there's a chance. The D's could fall out of the, the finals. <laughs> there is a chance. If, if their struggles continue, Max gone not being there, they could fall out of the this top. This got at least like, what, another three round, uh, three games without Max gone too, huh? Yeah, well, like they'll, yep, they'll be without Max gone. Though the first week of the month would be last week, so three oh. more weeks. So that means oh. the Brisbane, Adelaide, and Geelong games will be the three guaranteed games he's out. Depending on depending on how his rehab goes, will he be in for that port game or not? And that port game is scary for Melbourne yeah. if port is still in the running because Absolutely port will give is. them hell. So. Wow. So um, not a great time to be a D's fan. <laughs> hey, at least you guys got your flag. Um, Dynasty hopes so. Uh, apparently leave that to Richmond. And St. Kilda, man, I especially after how they ended last season, I was really hoping they were able to be a little bit more consistent, you know, keep things going this round. It looked like this year, it looked like they were doing that the first half of the season. The last two rounds, um, it's kind of dispelled all notions about that one, so it's going to be tough to see. But that's going to do it for our overreactions for this round. Let us know your thoughts in the comments or hit us up over on socials. What 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 was bigger for Sydney uh, for Sydney in uh, or in that Sydney Power game? The Power winning or the Swans losing? Is Jordan Degoe going to be rostered by the start of next season? And is Saint Kilda going to drop out the top ten? Maybe the very question, how many games do they win? Because it's probably not going to be as many as those fans hope that it will be. But before we get to what the blank for this round, it's time to play a couple of games. And we're going to start things off with Contender or Pretender. And now it's the time of the season for that. It's the back half. We're out of the bye week. So it's time to really lock in to see who is for real and who is not. Because we're going to go through the top 10 here. And the current top 10 and really see who is a contender and who is a pretender. And in this case, I am not talking. There, there's a couple of ways we can play this. Time. I am not talking finals contender. I'm talking flag contender. We're going big here. We're okay. going flag legitimate okay. statement contender here. All right. So mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to get as many yeses as you know, you're thinking for just finals. But that's where the fun comes in to see. Who is legit this last half of the season? But start us off number 10 currently sitting uh, at that spot on the ladder. We got the Western Bulldogs. Sonny, can they win the flag? Uh, current form, no. Uh, this is a pretender because defensively they are just too fragile. They, they If they don't win it in the midfield and if they don't kick goals, they're not going to win games because they can't hold people down. And the GWS game was perfect excuse to that. Their, their defense is okay. It's just not it's just not elite enough to be able to hold teams down. So when it comes to final and flag contenders, they're a pretender in my opinion. Now, it's stepped up to number nine, the Collingwood Magpies. Of course they are. Anyone with Mason Cox is a guaranteed flag contender, right? Oh, Collingwood. <laughs> I just – I'm going to say pretender only because I think that they're, they're riding the wave, and I am worried – really worried that the Jordan Degoe, Jack Genevin, and Isaac Quinor dramas 
on TikTok. Oh, the TikTok drama. I I think are going, I think could be, they could be huge anchors to this team over the next few rounds because people are going to not be talking about their, their great form, but be talking about, can they win without Jordy? Can they win? Can they can they win without Jordan Degoe on the? And I don't think Jordan Degoe is that impactful a player. He's too inconsistent, in my opinion. I'm glad we're on the same is page. he a is he a match winner? Yes, but I, I I kind of put him in that same category as Jake Stringer. Not sure if he's worth they his can contract be, at They this can point. be match winners that are absolutely a pain in the you know what to solve and can help you win. <laughs> but they can have games where they are they're they disappear into the night mm-hmm. and you have no idea what they're doing but they ain't doing anything positive they're not so, doing what they're getting paid to do that's for damn sure <laughs> so so not having him there the discussion points i just I, i'm gonna put collingwood in the pretender mm-hmm. i think in the next couple of years if they keep this group together keep them strong keep them healthy then Collingwood's being discussed in that flag contender. I just think this year getting in the finals will be an accomplishment. And I don't mean that as a diss to the Collingwood Magpies. I just think that's an accomplishment because new coach, kind of a change to their system, a change in style. It's worked, but will it sustain itself to be consistent is the biggest question. Mm. That's a good one right there. Um, I think we know our answer for our next team. Breaking into the finals now. We've taken a look at eight team. St. Kilda. Uh, definitely contenders, right? Uh, St. Kilda. Uh, again, current form I'm going off of. Pretender. I yeah. don't like the way their midfield is played. That they've looked this season. It's still there, there's still there's still some there's still some yeah. holes that I don't like. And the fact that and the fact that the key, that that um that that um Oh my gosh! Why can I never remember what King is on St. Kilda? My gosh, Max King, Max, if I yeah. remember correctly, <laughs> the longer Max hair, King, right? <laughs> Max King is on St. Kilda. I, he's just too inconsistent. He's an incredible marking forward, but he's just too inconsistent. I, I think, and the fact that Higgins and Butler are not consistent as well, you gotta be pretty darn consistent come finals because missing kicks on goal really hurt you in the finals even more mm-hmm. so i think st kilda is a pretender but they're, they're one of those teams on their best they can beat anybody but on their worst they can be beaten by anybody including north melbourne um stepping up to number <laughs> seven <laughs> i feel like like that's being clear there because even that's a stretch um number seven a team that is another one of those went uh, but even a step above St. Kilda, when they're on, they are on in the uh, Sydney Swans. But when they're off, they've been off a little bit. But even when they're off, they're still normally close games here. But the Sydney Swans, contender, pretender. Oh, this hurts my heart so oh. much. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say pretender because of their inconsistencies. I I said it a little bit. Was last year a little bit of uh, them catching teams off guard, them catching the competition by surprise of the change in style because they went from a kind of a halfback slingshot defensive style team to a quick ball movement, pinpoint kicking team. And I think it caught some teams off guard last year. And I think it really helped them win a lot of games that they weren't expecting to win, especially early in the year. This year, teams have kind of figured it out. And some defensive frailties and some just plain 
brain fades by the Swans <laughs> defensively, giving up huge goal markers, nine goals, seven goals, six goals, six goals, eight goals. You can't do that. You just can't. Will they make finals? I think they can. I think they're just consistent enough. They'll get in. I just don't think we see them past the, I just don't see, think we see them past the semifinals. I think prelims is the furthest they go. And that's a stretch because of some of the teams that are ahead of them. So I'm going to say pretender, but if I'm as a Swans fan, I'm going to put my Swans hat on just for a tiny second, keep an eye out because if they get consistent, then they could be deadly over these next two or three seasons. I don't think Sydney's dead for the next uh, for for this season, uh, even for that. But also the same thing is something you talked about as well. They're kind of early. They're pretty early on their team building here. They they they're not they haven't peaked, especially if you're just looking from a, a club management perspective as well. They were not expecting the Sydney Swans to be this good this soon. So well, that- and. and- can I throw in this little tiny bit of information? And, and I know several people might have already seen this. Sydney and Buddy Franklin are already in talks for a one-year contact extension. Even better. And by what I'm hearing, it could be a significant pay cut, which would then open up money to be able to afford their youngsters oh. to keep them in. And not to not to shake the cage of the victorian media but that money could also be used to bring in dusty, dusty martin if they wanted to it's happening <laughs> it's let's let's again unfortunately i'm still hearing way too many journos talking about it which means it's still in discussion of points course. which means there's still the the biggest thing will be financially how will it happen because buddy's not going to drop all of his finances no. i mean half even half is a significant decrease but does Sydney have the salary cap room to bring in Dusty and not cost themselves a youngster? So that's that'll be the watch and see over this offseason this year. Screw it, Donnie. I'm on board. Is who Dusty Dusty to Sydney? <laughs> we'll have to see. Shoot the I'm 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 hesitant on that one, honestly. Yeah. I'm I'm hesitant on that one. And I've well, said we, that and we'll continue uh, to say that. If you guys really want to hear more in-depth talks about that, I think this news story kind of came up like uh, I think about a month ago is when a lot of people really started to talk about it. So that's over um on, on our YouTube channel, um, Dusty Martin Swans. We give our I think 10 minutes <laughs> in-depth talking about that one as well. Um Donnie does a great job breaking down everything. We give our uh, full thoughts, so go ahead, um, check that video out. Um, but speaking about Dusty Martin, contender, pretender, the Richmond Tigers saving pretty number six. They make the biggest jump um, this round when it comes to finals in ladder position. They might be catching fire right now, Donnie. Well, here's here's my here's my first. Honestly, if if Richmond can play their style and that's that chaos footy, they are a contender. Mm. And this is and this this is an interesting for some people. This is this is not a surprising call because yeah. Richmond style holds up in in finals footy because it's chaos. It's much there's much more heat. There's much more pressure, and their style works because they play the forge it forward, use their hand, use their skill, and then be able to bury it when they can. They are a contender in my opinion because again their style and they have the experience, but I'm still a little hesitant because they've struggled sometimes with some of the better teams in the eight. So will they even get that opportunity will be the biggest question mm-hmm. by, by what they can. I'm, I'm kind of, and this is really weird because I've been saying on form on form on form. This is not an on form call. This is on past and what I've seen. It's this potential. Season. 
It's a potential call. They are a contender if they play their style. If That's they get forced to play somebody else's, they won't. So of course. contender because of experience and what they can do in the finals with their style. And it will also help when it comes to finals for them that it, it's looking very likely that there's going to be a uh, extra spot open at the top four for them to scoot themselves on into once Melbourne kind of uh, <laughs> falls out. <laughs> They're jumping uh, all over that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to do it. Uh, but seven number five, the Carlton Blues. This is, again, you look at it, fifth place on the ladder, 36 points, but the low percentage of 112, which is the lowest of any of the top eight yeah. sides. I think they're a pretender weird, because of the injuries mm -hmm. and because they have shown frailties. Again, because of those injuries, that might cost them some games, which may put them in the bottom part of the eight, and it is very, very difficult to win a grand final and get to a grand final as a fifth through eight seed. So I'm going to say Carlton is a pretender because I just think these injuries are going to catch up with them. Mm -hmm. A stronger part of the end of the season where they're playing some of the better teams in the league, I just think they're not going to be in flag contention. I still think they make the finals. I mm -hmm. still think they will be a tough out. I just don't see them getting to the last day in September and playing for a for a flag. I agree. They are a final team through and through. At least they they should be. Um, it will take a lot for them to drop out. But flag team, that's a different question at this point. But I'm hopping mm -hmm. to the current top four right now, the Geelong Cats. Who uh, All right, and I, I, I'm I'm just gonna do that. I'm gonna save you a little bit. I'm gonna save you a little bit of time, Ross. Yep. We're gonna run through these four through one. They're all like they're all contenders in my opinion they're, they're not they're not in the top four because they're not in the top four for no reason okay geelong geelong i think with the experience and talent that they have they can win they're playing a different style of footy Fremantle, if they can get a top four spot and be able to play at home for some of their games that is a tough place to play they're up and about they've got a style that is just a pain in the ass to stop because defensively they're one of the best teams in the entire competition mm -hmm. offensively they are progressing at a scary rate yeah when they can yeah. melbourne again they've won a grand final they've got a ton of talent they've got a ton of superstars if they find whatever they've lost i'm still not sure what it is if they find it heaven forbid this league because they can be an <laughs> animal in the finals no matter where they end up if they get in and the brisbane lions there's just so much offensive firepower it's ridiculous that they man. are going to be in a pain to stop their biggest issue a lot like carlton is defensives on the defensive side of the footy yep. can they stop teams from scoring if they can brisbane could be the foil to the melbourne defense demons back to back or Fremantle's chance at winning flag mantles moniker forever so i think the top four are all contenders i think richmond and the top four are the five teams right now i see as being your flag contenders I just I worry about Carlton, I worry about Sydney, and I worry about St Kilda right now, and even the teams outside. I just don't think they're there. I think yeah. they all have a chance of making the finals because they all have something they do very well. But those five teams right now are my contenders. Richmond's hanging on by a thread. 
if Richmond drops a game to say a Fremantle at Geelong and Melbourne at Brisbane, mm-hmm. then I probably take their name out of that proverbial pool yeah, and leave win. it to those top four sides. Honestly, in, in my per, in my personal opinion, I think the top four is set. I think those four teams are going to be the top four. I think Melbourne will get their you know what together and I think they'll be fine. Hmm. Well, I guess so, it, yeah. That's gonna be they a would, but they would also the scary part is they could also be the one they them could they could also be the one team that drops out and has Richmond come in mm-hmm. because Richmond has an, a relatively favorable schedule and if they can win games you could see Richmond in the four and if Richmond make the four then they're still in that contender they're still in that contender moniker you want to middle. be fair though it to, to be at this point of the season but to still have five um it, it's at least four legitimate flat contenders if not five that is um gonna lead to a heck of a last bit of the season um to see if maybe people can jump in jump out of that but we got some parity right now if carlton didn't have their injuries i'd have them there because their their style is so hard to stop because they're they're contested footy beasts if sydney didn't have this whoopsie quarters where they give up eight nine or eight nine or seven eight or nine goals they're there St. Kilda early in the season was a flying contender. Yes. It's just right now, I, it's 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 hard to say who's who's a contender pretender because there's still so much footy still to be yes, played. There is. I mean, if we played this game in six weeks, we could be down to three teams. Well, I guess I know what I'm putting in here in six rounds, and we're <laughs> going to revisit this, and we're going to see. Well, if- and re- and remember, we did this last year. In a few weeks, we have to do we have to do our ladder predictors with five rounds to go. We did that last year. Yes. I think we should do it again this year. Yes. Do our ladder right. predictors on who we think is going to make the finals and who we think is going to win the grand final. I think we should do that again. Like we did last Ooh. year. Cause I think that went over really well. And I think I'm we're game. only I'm game. We're, we're a few rounds away from that because we're sitting right now at round 15. You want to do it round 18? We do it five rounds from the last. So one, two, three, round Ah, I clicked the wrong button. <laughs> it would be round 19. Okay, round 19. Well, you guys 19, have something 20, to look 20, forward 20, to. 20, 20, yep. So round round, so 19. going into round 19, after round 18, okay. from round, at round 19 is when we will do our ladder predictor. So hey, the last keep, five games of the season. Y'all better so say to you for a round 18 uh, make the there. Finals. It's going to be oh i remember it was fun last year so i i'm excited for that one um and this year this year yeah. we should this year we should get comment section and fan and fans we should have them send in theirs you're going to you're it's not ask you guys listening right now are gonna yep please uh, going but- into round 19 we want your ladder predictors and where you got eat where you got where you got who you got in the final eight so that'll be fun this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun but uh you know oh, let, let's stick wait. with the fun let's stick with the fun and before we get to the one to blank Aaron tips uh let's play a little bit of trivia we're gonna hop into <laughs> what i'm calling fact or fiction i've found five statements i put together from historical facts that either i've made up i've changed in a way or they're actually true so five chances for donnie let's see if he can go positive on this one there's some interesting questions that, that I found with this trivia. So it's up to Donnie to say if it is indeed fact or if it is fiction. And for you guys, go ahead, keep score at home as well. Uh, because I want to see if you can beat the coach. Uh, that's essentially the goal of this one. Beat the coach. Um, but the first statement for fact or fiction is that the first team to win four flags in a row was the Richmond Tigers. 
That's fiction because they didn't win four in a row. There you go. It is indeed fiction. Um, do you know who, bonus point, do you know who was the first team to do that? Oh. Got you, do you have years on you of what, what four years they did it? No, I don't. <laughs> that was. Um, it's the greatest team ever with the greatest player ever. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. My first thought was calling. It was probably Collingwood was back Collingwood. in the early, back in the early days. Yep, it was, it was either going. It was either going to be calling. It was either going to be Collingwood, Carlton, or Essendon because of yep. those. Those are the three of the three of the most uh, most uh, premiershiped clubs in 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 the country because both Essendon and Carlton both have fifteen, I believe. So, yep. Uh, uh... I guess it's just been a while for the poor president. <laughs> um, but that's one for one for Danya right now. Statement number two. The most amount of goals kicked in a single round by one player is 18. I believe that's fact. It is fact. It was from Fred Fanning awesome. of Melbourne. Kicked 18 goals against St. Kilda in round 18. Of 1947. Mm -hmm. There we go. Two for two. Because I, th I think the, the the last the last big score that I know of, I know Buddy kicked 13 down in Hobart, and that was was that with Hawthorne? Almost 10 years ago. That was right? a while. That was a long time ago. And because it's like you had the Dunstan days where guys were kicking eight, nine, 10, 12 goals a game. So it, and it's been a while since that. So yeah. it's like like that's why the Bruce kicking 10 goals last year on North was such a surprise because. It's hard to get double figures in one game. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's not something you see very often. There we go. Coach, two for two. Save number three. Geelong's uh, Stephen Hawking sustained a split testicle injury during the 1989 Grand Final. I believe that is fact. It is fact. That sounds horrifying. One of my I least heard, favorite I, facts. I I've heard. Ever I seen. heard about that because oh. it, it, it's one of those things where uh, again I listened to the rush hour out of Melbourne and Billy Brownless, and they were discussing the '89 Grand Final and how many guys had to go to hospital after that game. Like Dermot Brereton, the the Hawthorne superstar, broke two ribs early in the game, stayed in the game, and had it to go. So there's there's all sorts of injuries in that game, and it, yeah. it was an incredible game of footy. Like it, I mean, that was nuts game of football but yeah I, re I remember them talking about that that that, that uh Stephen Haw that Hawking ended up having a, a split uh, testicle in, in that particular game that sounds horrifying I oh yes I uh, I, I would not like that makes, makes me bend over a little bit shout out to our 90 percent <laughs> male audience uh, feeling some pain right now <laughs> oh Wrong man that, oh, it's, it makes makes you grit your teeth but three for three that is awesome Statement number four. I might have to make this harder next time. Uh, <laughs> but statement number. Well, that four. one I had a little. That one had a little bit of background information. I, that you, one I that probably was, might. I might not have gone if I didn't know that. If that I didn't listen clutch, to the though. podcast that I do. That was so pretty clutch. Uh, but number four, two hundred gamer Brett Lovett was drafted to Sydney for the two thousand one season, but didn't manage a, to play a single game. Fact or fiction? Oh, this is one of those. You should ask, like Sydney. You should know this. I really should know. This. <laughs> That's I'm why go, I wanted to go, include this. <laughs> I'm gonna go fiction on this one just because I'm not 100% sure. Oh, you got it right. Trust the gut. That's <laughs> amazing. It was in fact uh, Stephen Tingey. Tingey. 
thinking. I don't know. Not sure on that one. It was Stevie that was actually, he was a 200 gamer uh, taken by Sydney for the 2001 season, but did not play in a single game. What a bummer that would be. Um, but four mm -hmm. for four. Donnie is on top of it. And we're going to see if we can cap things off and go perfect. Because statement number five, a pig was thrown onto the SCG at a Sydney versus St. Kilda match in 1994. Fact or fiction? Uh, there's a pig on the ground. That is fact. There we go. Plug or lock it. If I remember correctly, I remember correctly. Plug or lock its number was put on the side of the pig's back. Number it four. It was put onto the ground. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, his number was put on. So plugger, and I remember, I've heard this, I've heard that particular call is, there's a pig on the ground. So it's absolutely hilarious. So that one, that was another one. My podcast and, and paying attention to the footy that I do, I actually knew that one. That's so amazing. Yes, oh, that I love fact. it. I love it. I was so touched on that one. On the ground. Like a chicken. Oh my or... god, that is. Oh, that, that is, is absolute gold. Let's go, Donnie. You killed that one. And now what? Uh, I I think I really need to do a comparison on my own because. I need to hear that call, but also I love when like is um play by play commentators like commentate in like stuff that isn't a game, but that's going on. So a pick on the field or the one that really springs to my mind, an NFL game from I is my been for two or three years back. It was a 49ers game. I think it might have been on Thursday night football. The nine the 49ers uh, play by play guy. There was a streaker on the field and he called it perfectly. It was amazing from the time he jumped onto the field to the time he was tackled by security. He nailed it. So if you guys have the chance, go ahead and check that one. I think just like look up 49ers play-by-play -play streaker. You'll be able to find it. It's it's quality. That is gold. That is absolute gold. Of course so. it's gold. It's the Niners. <laughs> That's yep. a good one, if, if if I knew we, if I knew we wouldn't get if we wouldn't get a a strike, I would play it. I found the YouTube video with the call. There's a pig on the ground for Plugger Lockett. Well, we're I just actually, about to link that one because YouTube's I, a bastard. I found it. <laughs> yeah, I will. I I will. I will send. I will send it to you so you can, so you can throw it. So you can throw it in there if you and want. If I so. remember, it will be linked because I don't want to mess with YouTube because they're ran by horrible, horrible people that don't know how to manage a company <laughs> made for the content production team. All right, you guys, yep. shove it. Um, yep. So it is. So it is. Oh, it that'd is be fun in, if I get taken down. It is in your text messages. It is in your text messages right yes, now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I am definitely <laughs> I love, checking that I love, one out. I love the I love the video picture. The video picture is even better. Is, is just as good. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm, I'm checking that one out. But Donnie, five for five on fact or fiction. I am increasing the difficulty next time we play this. So um, you've dug yourself in the hole, my friend. But I'm sure you'll still be able to go five for five because you just are a walking encyclopedia when it comes to footy. Uh, but let us know your thoughts or um, your scores on that one. Drop it in the comments. Hit us up on our socials. Did you go five for five? Did you at least tie the coach? We'd love to see um, and just see which ones you got, which ones you guys got wrong. Let us know uh, on that one. But before we get to team of the round in our tips. It's time for what the blank. This is a segment where we fill in the blank as we say what the blank to the happenings of anything over the last week of footy. But one team that we've been talking about so far this show is the Richmond Tigers. One thing Donnie's been talking about is how they, and I agree, that they are currently a contender for the flag this year. Um, but for those that don't know how the segment works, I got three statements for Coach Donnie. It's up to him 
to fill in the blank. There's a blank either the beginning, the middle, or the end of the statement. It's up to him to fill it in with whatever he so chooses. So, start us off. The Richmond Tigers have become blank. Scary. And I, and I, and I mean this because this is, this is almost like they're kind of like the zombie that just won't die. Like that's, that's the way Richmond has been. And and, and the scary part about it is, is I've even seen some people pull up is that they've done this before in a couple of their, in a couple of their premiership seasons, they've done this before. They've had a lull during the season. They lose a few games. People kind of go, eh, it's, it's over. They jump off and then here they come. Well, didn't I mean, that kind it of happen becomes, last season as well? It, it's, it's happened before. Yeah. Um, I, like, if I remember right in the, in the, in the COVID season in 2020, they did the same thing. They, they kind of mired back in third and fourth and fifth. Mm-hmm. And people were kind of like, yeah, they, they just don't have it. And here they came. So that's kind of the way it is. So if you look at trends and if you look at the way Damian Hardwick has been able to get his guys going, and if they get healthy, they can keep Lynch healthy. They can keep Rebo healthy. They can keep Grimes and some of their backline healthy. That is a scary team you do not want to face in the finals because of the style. That's the reason I called him a contender because their style fits finals footy. So I would say scary would be the word I would put in front of Richmond right now because they could be a scary matchup for anybody that makes the finals. I just want to know how you kill a zombie tiger. Like, I, I really do. Is it? <laughs> is it? I, I, do, do you have to light them oh, on good. fire? Do you aim for the brain? Do you just have to? I, I don't know how you kill the Richmond Tigers. <laughs> There's just this club that is unkillable, Donnie. It really feels like... Every single year, they have something riding for them when it comes to finals hopes, or if the Leeds finals hopes, if not flag hopes, it's it's quite remarkable actually. Like this is just a well-oiled machine that is Richmond Tigers. So um, it's going to be interesting, especially it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back next year once their um, future Hall of Famer Dusty Martin heads to the Sydney Swans. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy you I know. that guy <laughs> oh no i won't you you know me too you should know this by now come on now it, it's it's just oh i, I do. do i just like i just like saying it <laughs> exactly you guys know what to expect from me uh it's um uh, I, I at least i'm consistent okay just like how uh-huh. Richmond's consistently in the finals picture even though you really don't want them to be but statement number two mid-season report cards are out who is doing the best right now because the team or teams that get an A on their midseason report card are blank. Oh boy, there, there's a there's there's a couple that you could you could seriously say if, if they were if they were getting marks for how their season was going, they would get an A. The first one that comes to mind, honestly, is the Fremantle Dockers because you weren't expecting them there. Like mm-hmm. you were expecting them to potentially be a finals team. Like they were going to be right in that eighth, seventh, sixth type of little area, ninth, tenth, maybe. Them being third is ridiculously better than I think a lot of people, even some Fremantle fans who I've been oh, back we know and forth some with. Some fans that weren't expecting. They this. <laughs> are overjoyed. They are out of their skin, happy. The fact that they get a big win over Melbourne just before the bye weeks—it's hard not to, to let's let's mark up an A for Fremantle. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, though: I'm maybe I'm stingy. I just don't see very many others because. Collingwood 
Collingwood would be the only other team that I honestly could say I give them an A. And again, it's it's also because I did not see them there. I did okay. not see them right in that opportunity where they're in that sweet spot to make the finals, to make the to make the eight for sure. Because it's like if I look at if I look at other teams, look at the Brisbane Lions. Well, I don't really want to give them an A because they have been defensively frail at times, not been the best footy that I think they have. Melbourne, as I stated before their three-game loss streaks, they never have played their best footy yet. I can't give you an A Mm -hmm. just for winning because you aren't doing what you can. And your three losses in a row showed whatever wasn't working was really not working during those three games. So I can't give them an A. Geelong inconsistencies and a loss – and some well, some losses that I think they shouldn't have lost. Sydney, they shouldn't have lost to Sydney early in the season. If as talented as they are, they probably shouldn't have lost that game. Again, hindsight's twenty twenty. We didn't know kind of the way the season went. They would probably be the closest to to an A with probably about a B minus for me because I think they're there. They just still there's still some enigmas about them. Their ruck situation is is an ever ever fluctuating situation which really yeah, i think is. will hurt them eventually carlton i could give them an a but i'm not because their injuries have clouded their game i still don't know if they're defensively as sound because they haven't been healthy all season they mm-hmm. have not had their top team out there so i can't give them an a on something i haven't seen yet so like they're they're a team like i sit that that CB category where it's like, I could rate them higher, but I'm just, I don't want to because I haven't seen best Carlton yet. And again, it, it might be a little unfair, but I can't give you high marks for something that you haven't gotten. And, <laughs> I and think that's fair. scarily enough could, could nosedive after, after um, over the next few rounds, unfortunately. Sydney is another one, too inconsistent. Carlton, St. Kilda, too inconsistent. Richmond, they've lost some games they probably shouldn't have early in the season, so I can't. So Collingwood and Fremantle would be the only teams I would sit here and say A+. Some people could go, Coach, you've been talking up Gold Coast. They've still dropped some games they probably shouldn't have. I give them B. They're a solid B team. Oh, yeah. They're they're, they're almost a B. They're B+. They're right up there, too. I just can't give them an A because they've lost some games. They've they probably shouldn't. Of course, they so, so, I mean, A-teams, Frio, Collingwood, and, of course, uh, North Melbourne as well. So, uh, moving yeah. on into the <laughs> – oh, man, I wish I <laughs> – see, he took a second. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, uh, pull a little sneaky one on you. Uh, but... <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> like, that totally did not – like, even my brain went, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to throw some people off. Definitely um definitely joking about that one. But uh last statement of what the blank is I have the least amount of confidence in blank to finish out the last half of the season strong. <laughs> well, I, I I could take the low hanging fruit and say North Melbourne here. I really could. That, but that's I'm not, I'm not, Donnie, I'm... that's a low hanging. That is on the ground. In fact, I think that might be in the ground. I think it's so low that's hanging the from the that's tree in, in the that's in the bend. ground right now and it's sprouting a new tree for more fruit <laughs> to lowly hang from, Donnie. It's that low. <laughs> All right. Well, if you, t- if you take them, if you take them off, take the map here. if you take them off, 
the team I can see ending the season the least bit strong. I don't want to. I don't want to say this, but right now their 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 profile scares me, and that's Carlton. It was just really scary to think a finals team, but I just, I worry about them. I worry that all these injuries on the defensive front are just going to cause them so many headaches Mm -hmm. and you're going to get some good teams playing in which are going to expose it. And I just, them St. Kilda and, and Sydney are the three teams right now. I look at in the bottom eight that I just, I don't know what, I don't know how they could be because there's still question marks that, loom very large over each of those three clubs but if i had to if you i I would pick carlton of those three because i think carlton has the most question marks hanging over them right now yeah they're uh, man i they're just one of those teams where i feel like yeah they're gonna be contained for a final spot they might be contained for a, a spot in the prelims but it's also i it's one of those things where i can't really put my I mean, besides the injuries, of course, it's hard to really, like, pinpoint what it is. But the Blues just don't feel as good as they used to or as they were earlier this season. You know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. It's not great because I like the Blues. I want them to do well. Um, it's just that it doesn't look like that might be the case here. Um, but that's going to wrap it for What the Blank. Sound off. Do you guys uh, – what do you think the Richmond Tigers have become? Also – how do you kill a zombie tiger? I would love to see. I'm trying to prep, um, so please give me give me some advice. Um, when the world, when the apocalypse hits, it's going to be zombie tigers. That's my prediction right here, Donnie. So and you better get prepared now because it's not going to be pretty. Um, also, who would you give an A so far on the season? And who would you have the least amount of confidence in so um, in at the time being? But it's time. You know what time it is, guys. It happens this same spot in every show of every week. And it's the best list you can ever hope for your ears and brains to pick up on. Because it is time for Coach Donnie's Team of the Round. And is it just Toby Green in every spot? <laughs> uh, there for a while, you probably could have argued that Toby Green could probably take up most most of the team seven goals this week. So, but nope, no, nope, I got, I got, I got my twenty two. I got my twenty two, and I don't think this is a bad twenty two, even for a six six round. So, mm-hmm. start on the as always with the defenders again, continuing the great comeback story. Carlton Sam Doherty, another great game, fantastic by the return by the returning player again. Hard not to argue, Absolutely. best returning player this season. Essendon's Mason Redmond again. Essendon finding a win finally and Mason Redmond having himself a day out in that particular game Port Adelaide I may be a Swans fan but I know a great game when I see one Riley Bonner hell of a game sir absolutely fantastic game for you sir Geelong's Tom Atkins again everybody talks about Tom Stewart but Tommy Atkins and that defense for Geelong is starting to find a way to win games even without their 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 two their their talisman that is tom stewart so another great game there gws is lucky Whitfield again love it being able to pinpoint passes and be able to go in and out of the midfield has made this gentleman a fantastic player i'm glad to see him have some more success as the season goes on lucky Whitfield gws and finally adelaide's jordan dawson again 
though I, I really wish he was still in Sydney, I got to give the young man some love. Still playing some great footy for the Crows. We jump to the Ruckman, and I'll, get, I'll give it to it. I probably should do both Ruckmans for St. Kilda, but I'm going to tip this one to Rowan Marshall. will be the starter the for the Rock. One. Yeah, because they both had relatively very close similar lines when it came to it. We jump to the mids. Richmond's Shy Bolton, again, another incredible game. The whole ball holdout thing on Doherty, let's not get into that. I, I have my opinions. Maybe <laughs> the reason we haven't bit... talked about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. I have my opinions. My opinions are my own. Follow Donny on Twitter for his I'll opinions like on that. this. He's... <laughs> Coach has and even And even sometimes, even sometimes I even hold off on that. The, the next two midfielders, I got to get at St. Kilda, both St. Kilda's, Jade Gresham and Jack Billings with incredible games for the St. Kilda Saints, putting up big, big numbers in that particular one. And a great return by Geelong, Sam Menangola coming back, giving some run and gun off the wing for GWS. And last but not least, continuing his absolutely in fuego form is GWS's Steven Canelio continuing Dude, his we can't in four, Is this going to be four Giants? Uh, I, you know, we'll, we'll see. All right. Okay, we jump fine. to the forwards. And again, unlike last week where I was pulling teeth to try to find enough guys to be able to, this week I didn't have a lot of trouble. Because There's a, a seven, lot of these guys, a couple fives. Sevens, a five, and three, and four fours. So that pretty much made up <laughs> the, the forwards. <laughs> We start off uh, Essendon's Peter Wright again, two meter Peter playing fantastic up front, a guy that you absolutely cannot stop when he gets going. We jump to two guys, both in the same game on two different teams. On one side, Port Adelaide's Todd Marshall absolutely lit up Dane Rampy. Got to give my, my tip to him. Todd Marshall continuing to play excellent footy, even with Charlie Dixon back. And on the other side of the field, Sydney's Isaac Heaney finally kind of found his mojo after a few rounds he was a little eh, suspect mm -hmm. for for many sydney swans fans it was great to see him we've they already talked about it, him he, did, did he kick four he kicked four so in you, this game. you want to um i i will have to find the tweet a little bit um i can find the tweet as you go but um after he kicked his first one i tweeted that that he's kicking four so uh <laughs> so i just want to put that, a little bit so. well, i'll put that one out there <laughs> that is awesome all Keep right going. I'm gonna see if i can find that tweet then <laughs> <laughs> and we've already we've already talked about him a couple of times hard not to argue player of the round gws is toby green seven goals fantastic oh. sir absolutely yeah. and the funny thing is is that two more guys who were also in that game both on the western bulldogs also made forward line is aaron Naughton and cody waitman both make it in to the starting lineup and i gotta ask sir did you see the dislocated elbow that cody waitman suffered in that game i would prefer that not was to. <laughs> hard to watch that oh. was hard to watch because i actually saw it happen so that is insane heck of an effort and the crazy part is he may be available for selection this week that is insane to see savage. him still be able to come back this week probably not but he's there for selection we jump to the bench gold coast david swallow an incredible game my gold coast continuing to win footy games great job by them in the midfield western bulldogs jack mccray again putting up big numbers getting goals making a big impact for the doggies also from the western bulldogs the ruckman it seems like he always finds a way onto my team, and that's Tim English, the Ruckman. <laughs> and last but not least, the forward from the Carlton Blues, big old Harry Mackay. So that will be my team of the round for round 
14. You know what? The Giants may not have come away with, with it uh, this round, but they also uh, did pretty well when it comes to your team of the round, which, of course, is the only thing that matters. And I also have DM'd it, but yes, I did, in fact, tweet. After Heaney kicked his first one of the night, which was a hell of a goal, I was just feeling it. Heaney is kicking for today. Tweeted uh-huh. by Ross. And he tweet and he and he forwarded the tweet to to confirm it. So I, confirm. I can I can confirm that tweet go. is legit. He tweeted four goals for Heaney. I'll leave so, in I'll, if you guys I'll, want to check your Twitter account. If you want to um, be up there, I am just going to re- quote tweet it for you guys as well. Um, so you go hit up <laughs> at Fourth Long Media, quote tweet it oh, myself, it. Um, and I. I just had a feeling for these things. I tried to speak positive into the Sydney Swans. I guess it wasn't enough unless you had Isaac Heaney on your fantasy football team, which unfortunately I did not. I know um, who does. <laughs> shut Gil up. Does. I, I know. <laughs> Gil has Isaac Heaney and Ben and Buddy Franklin both uh, on his team. It's stupid. I hate it, Um, but it's okay because I didn't play him this round. Um, well, that's who I play this round. Um, who do you? <laughs> Yep, I, I play I play Gil this round. Oh, that's gonna be a fun one. That's it'll be, be fun it'll one. be interesting. I got I got through the buy rounds three and zero. I was surprised. I actually yeah, was was ther- thoroughly surprised. I went I went from just outside of the finals to now in fourth place. Yeah, um, I'm st- I'm still working on it. And speaking of something I'm still working on, it's trying to catch Brad in this damn tippy competition we got going amongst the the four of us here. Um, so you guys know what time it is. Team of the round is gone. We're going to cap things off. Our tips for round 15 of the AFL season, as we talked about earlier, it is going to be a freaking bloodbath. We got all the top eight teams playing each other in the first four games of the round, uh, I believe. In fact, maybe not quite. Maybe, no, no, one of them isn't, um, or a couple of them is aren't. But, you know, scratch that. We got the top eight teams playing each other. That's all that matters here. <laughs> you know, I just had to fact check myself a little bit. Is what it is. The, the schedule makers could have done a better job, but I forgive them nonetheless. Um, but this round, um, if the last round wasn't paying the ass a tip, uh, this round definitely is. I'm still just a couple games behind first place. Donnie caught up to me um, after a abysmal round on my behalf when it comes to tipping. Let's not talk about it because we don't need to get into the specifics. New round, new day. New opportunities here. And I still do have for you guys my bold tip of the round. And shoot, honestly, maybe a few of them here. So we're, we're going to see on this one. Uh, this but, is the round that could potentially happen because there are so many close games. that it, Even, even some of them really aren't even upsets. That's the crazy part about it. it this round is just insane. Uh, but starts off, it's going to be Melbourne and the Brisbane Lions. This is one where Brisbane comes into your as a – fairly large margin underdog not only on the bet on the odd from the odds makers but from the tipsters as well this was an interesting one for me but i'm taking the brisbane lions in this one i i'm with you only because is that may's been out for several weeks so i want to know what his fitness is i just think that brisbane can outscore melvin it's almost as simple as that well i think and and i and i 100 i 100 agree with you do with that like like that is but i I, i'm let me let me dive in just a little bit on it a little bit more just into kind of go off how i'm seeing this brisbane had the hasn't played the mcg very often so this whole they've lost their last nine straight i I take nothing into that at all i look at it like this melbourne melbourne 
one of the ways that they get on top of most people is the Jackson gone combination. Well, mm-hmm. gone's out for a month. McInerney now only really has to focus on Jackson. Is he as athletic and run around the field as much as Jackson? No, but he's bigger, he's stronger, and I think he'll be able to dominate, especially some of the throw-ins that I think Brisbane's going to get a little more of the footy out of the contest, which I think may affect um, Melbourne a lot because it's going to make their defenders have to defend one-on-one a lot more than they probably expected. Mm-hmm. Danaher, Cameron, Hipwood, all healthy, all playing well, who does who get? May will most likely take either Hipwood or Danaher. Lever will get the other one. My thing is attack the guy that Lever has because Lever wants to be off and be the intercept marker. If he's got to play one-on-one, he is at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Cameron's got to find a way to get crumbs. And if he can get crumbs, he's got to kick goals. If he kicks goals, Brisbane can win this game. That is the million-dollar way to beat if they can put points on the board, put scoreboard pressure on the board, Melbourne is gettable. I'm going to tip Brisbane also as well, just because I just think where Brisbane can get Melbourne, they have strength. They have a lot of really good players in those particular spots. So I'm going to tip what some would say the upset, but I don't think this is as big an upset as some people would say. I got the Brisbane Lions here. I love it. Um, we're going to see how that works out. Uh, next up is going to be the Western Bulldogs and the Hawthorne Hawks. I definitely don't want to count Hawthorne out on this one, but I am going to ride the hot hand with the doggies. I'm going to tip the do- I'm going to tip the doggies, but I'm a little leery on this one because Tim English is out due to late onset late onset concussion um, symptoms, so he's in concussion protocol. So he'll be out for at least this game for sure. My thing is, again, the Doggies' weakness is their defense. Their strength is their midfield. Their somewhat weakness, but I think could become a strength in the next few weeks, is their offense because it sounds like Bruce could be back as early as this Mm. week. He had a nice little run. I still think he's in the VFL this week, along with Lockie Hunter, who's back from his little absence for uh, mental health. Okay. So I, I'm going to tip the doggies, but this is the the wait and see one because if the Hawks can stay in this, put a little bit of fear, the Hawks have a shot. Like yeah, legitimately they're yep. in this. I know at least on my tipping thing has 92 to 8, 92 for the Same doggies, here. 8 uh, for the Hawks. I seriously thought about the Hawks, especially when I found out Tim English was out of this game because that's a massive equalization for the Hawks in the midfield battle when it comes to the rock contest, because if English was there, he could have dominated and given the doggies first footy a lot more than the Hawks. This equalizes the rock battle out, which I think equalizes the midfield battle, which I think could equalize the game as a whole. I'm going to tip the doggies, but this one is close. I think this is under two goals. I think this comes down late in the fourth quarter. I think the doggies edge it because they have just enough firepower to score. But this is going to have some Western Bulldogs fans on heart palpitations as close as this potentially could be. Yeah, I won't be too surprised about that one. And the Hawthorne Hawks sometimes just have that really great way of being that thorn in your side, putting really putting the thorn in Hawthorne in that one. Uh, but next game, Donnie. Gold tip. 
for the first time since round four of the 2022 AFL season, the West Coast Eagles are going to get four points because even though Eston may be riding high from their big win this round, the West Coast Eagles are having reinforcements being shipped onto the roster this time. It's going at Optus, and also Eston is still not th that fantastic of a team. So, the West Coast Eagles, they get it done. They get it done this round. Oh, I, I love I, – I, I seriously did think about this. I really <laughs> did. But here's, here's how I'm going to counteract it. If Jeremy McGovern was still playing for West Coast this week, he didn't have he he's been in hospital a couple of times, broken ribs, had to have surgery. He's out for at least a few weeks. Mm -hmm. If Jeremy McGovern was playing in this game, I'd have tipped West Coast and I'd tip West Coast without even thinking twice. But that is a huge loss on the defensive in the defensive side, and they still don't have Nick Natanui. So I think Draper in the in the rock battle, I think will e even things out. Parrish will be back. Yes, they lose McGrath, but they get Parrish back. I think Essendon just has enough. I think West Coast, I think they're, this would be a week early for their renaissance. Like, yeah. I think I think it's coming. I think it's, they're, they're, they're beating teams. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's kind of weird to say. I think it's coming. I just think we're a week early. I think the McGovern injury kind of sets them back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yes, they've got some good ins. Sounds like, it sounds like Liam Ryan will be back this week. Nice. But I just, I... I I don't like that injury because I think that injury get makes it harder for Barras because now he's got to try to guard Peter Wright with no help. Yeah. And that is a horrible matchup for the West Coast Eagles. So I'm gonna tip Essendon in this one. But this is a this is a dandy for a low for for a 16 versus 18. This is an intriguing, intriguing game for me. It could actually be must-watch TV on this one, which is <laughs> and it's quite a Friday, funny. And it's a Friday night, and it's a Friday night game. Yeah, but um, no offense to anything. I'm I'm not waking up at, at four thirty in the morning for this game. I'm just I'm just not. I'll I'll catch the highlights, uh, <laughs> but we'll see well, if I the can... issue the issue I run the issue I run into is that both of those games will be running at the same time. So oh, I got to decide yeah. which one I'm going to watch and which one I'm going to watch on replay. <laughs> I think one is going to be I'll probably more watch the I'll probably watch the doggies Hawthorne game because that a that's the first one. That's some finals implications on there too. And, um, and, and exactly. I'm not and sure that, if the Eagles one, and Dons are fighting for a spot. In the it'll It'll still be at this point. It, it'll still be a good game. And yeah. I'll probably still watch it, but it, it is one of those where it's like I'll probably watch the Dougie's Hawthorne game because I think that might be a little more that might be a little more intriguing. Mm -hmm. Again, as you said, it, it's got finals implications on it. Yes, it does. And another game with some big time finals implications on it is the Frio Dockers taking on Carlton at Marvel Stadium. Um, tippers and odds makers agree that Frio are the favorites in this one. And I agree with him. I think this is going to be a dangerously close game. But um, man, Don, you remind me. Was it? Was it? A, I remember because I think it was my first year of getting into footy. There's this giant drama with after after the siren goal. Was that Frio and Carlton? Jack right? Noon, Jack Noon's at, yeah. at, at Optus Stadium, getting the getting the controversial free kick, even though he probably shouldn't have been him. He buries it and and beats Fremantle on the after the after the siren shot. See, so I had no these, idea these why two, that was these two have history. I just, it was a nightmare. Yeah, these <laughs> two things. these two have history for sure. I'm gonna tip Fremantle also as well on this one, and it's just 
because of the vulnerabilities on defense, it sounds like Matt Tabiner should be back for the Fremantle Dockers, which mm-hmm. I think for Carlton, that is the worst possible news you could possibly get. You you, you probably might not, might not have minded the mosquito fleet with the occasional throw in a fife, but if Tabiner comes in, that gives you a big body guy that you just don't have very many guys to guard him mm-hmm. which is only going to make it that much harder only going to make it that much harder so i'm gonna have Fremantle in this one but carlton can score so carlton can stay in this i'm fascinated fascinated to see who gets mckay and who gets kerno of their defenders i'm fascinated by this because pierce usually takes their biggest tallest forward mm-hmm. does he take mckay or does he take kerno and then who gets the other so that'll be a fascinating to see their matchups in the defense on the defensive side for Fremantle is who takes who and how do they do it's a great point right there um i we're gonna get a lot of answers um or a lot of questions answered really early in that game so that's gonna be a lot of fun there um next game we're gonna step into head on over to the mcg where the Geelong cats are somehow a home team in this one um victory makers kind of screwed them uh <laughs> Definitely a two very different type of grounds uh, is this one between MCG and the GMHBA Stadium. But nonetheless, Geelong Cats and Richmond Tigers, this is going to be a damn good game, Donnie. I -hmm. think if we want to talk about it after a siren goal, we might as well get one here because the Richmond Tigers are only a four-set underdog. This is a really hard one to tip. I'm going with Geelong. But man, I this is this is a this might be game of the round for me. This one made me double take so many times, especially right. when I found out it was the MCG. If only it was because at the GMHBA, but, it would be so but, much easier to tip. Yes and no. It would it would it would neutralize Rich it would neutralize Richmond's pressure game a tiny bit because it'd be a lot easier to get out of their off defensive fifty. The the wider ground actually normally would have hurt Geelong, but Geelong's been been kind of playing a little bit quicker footy which i think can help them attack this stingy miserly richmond defense that occasionally can be quite a pain to try to beat well maybe not even just recent but geelong it really feels like they if their offense feels different watching it this year because well, oh I mean, it is we all know it it's is. though you know kick mark kick mark um you know get yep. to the it, you know make make entrance kick a goal they're playing like a it's almost like i'm watching brisbane in a different colored currency it's great I don't know about Brisbane. That's that's a little. That's Sorry, a little maybe extensive. maybe in terms of pacing. In terms of pacing, it just it feels. Yeah, I just Geelong is one of those teams that when when they're on, they're on. Yeah. But when they're off, sometimes they can be very off. Mm. So I, I'm gonna tip Geelong in this one. I think Hawkins and Cameron are gonna be matchup nightmares because Grimes is gonna have to pick one. Tarrant may have to take the other even though terrence on an injury cloud with it with a broken hand mm-hmm. volta's out with a with a uh with a hamstring injury so you don't have that big body guy to move back i just i don't think they have that secondary big body to be able to hander jessa cameron mm-hmm. i think liam baker will be a liam baker might get the fun of trying to take out tyson stengel so that'll be fascinating matchup to see and it's just with the new DeConning kid, I think he'll be able to – I think he'll probably get the, the, the Lynch matchup. So, mm-hmm. I just 
I I like the matchups on Geelong's side more than I like the matchups that would be on Richmond's side. Yeah. So I just I just think Geelong's got enough. Again, the ground is going to even out because it's going to give more Richmond Tigers fans the ability to get into the ground, which is going to be a major disadvantage to the Cats. Yeah. But the Cats have been a team that they've been able to kind of weather the storm. So I, I'm going to tip the Cats in this one. This is going to be a dandy. I'm telling you, this this is going to be a really really fun game. I'm I am super excited about it. Uh, but going into the last few games of the round, we got the Sydney Swans and the St. Kilda Saints, bottom two teams in the current top eight standings. Sydney needs to make a statement. They need to make a statement bad, and I think they should be able to get it done against the Saints in this one. I, I'm... <laughs> This is a game of which which team do you trust? Which team do you trust if two teams are not playing well? I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Sydney just because I think Sydney has been a little bit more confident, uh-huh. and I think St. Kilda is a little rattled. Mm. Like I don't I like like if I'm Sydney, I, as I said stated earlier, I think it was more on Port playing up to their ability than it was Sydney playing badly. I think Sydney looked like they played badly because Port played so well. Like gotcha. I don't think Sydney yeah. had a horrible game. I just think they ran into a buzz. Port had the game of their season they, essentially. Where, where St. Kilda, they were insipid. They were uninspired, which is fascinating because they were playing for a fallen hero in the in the Danny Spud Froley game, which yeah. is kind of an indictment a little bit on the playing group a little mm. bit. Um, I just that 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 can seep into a, a, a squad. They do get Jack Steele back, which I think is in a, in a, in a, a, a big addition. But I like the way Sydney plays in the midfield. I think they'll be able to balance it out. Really, I don't. After King, there really isn't a dangerous forward, so I think that'll help Patty McCartan be able to sit off and intercept Mark, which I think helps the Swans' defense be able to repel out of defensive fifty. Yeah. And I just don't. Dougal Howard will get the Buddy Franklin matchup, but if if Isaac Heaney's playing as well as he can, Papley can get a few goals pop up here. Parker can shift forward. I think the Swans have enough firepower to be able to win this game. But this this really is kind of the, the booster for one of these teams because whoever wins this can kind of will get that little puff of fresh air underneath their wings to be able to maybe push them up into the finals into solidifying themselves a little bit. Where the loser, honestly, they sit there and now all the question marks are: Can they stay in the finals? It, the loser is going to have a lot of explaining to do in this game, especially it depends. Got on last planning to well. do. <laughs> <laughs> especially if, if either team loses by you know like thirty, that is. Uh, yeah, if, it's if it's a, a big, game, if it's a big loss, it's even worse. Exactly. It's. Oh, I don't want to be the opposing coach in front of the media after, or the losing coach in front of the media after this one. There's going to be some tough questions that they are going to be answering. Um, next game, I was almost tempted to p- just pick North Melbourne for my bold tip of the round. Um, I didn't go through with it because I, I just don't believe in them. But uh, I'll take Adelaide in this one. <laughs> over uh, at I, I legit, I legitimately, I have heard, po- I have heard some podcasters that have tipped North Melbourne to win that game because of the fact it's down in Hobart. Like legitimately I have seen, I have seen people tip North Melbourne in that game against Adelaide because it is in Hobart. So I'm going to tip, I'm going to tip Adelaide because again, I think Adelaide's a team that when they're on, they're on. 
when they're off. I don't think when they're off, they're as bad as North has been playing. So I think Adelaide's got a little too much there. Taylor yeah. Walker, I think, will have a great game. I'm, I'm going to tip the Crowies in this one. Hey, Walker kicks five and makes it a team of the round. Uh, that, that's my prediction for that one. Um, I know I've said that before. It'll be right eventually, you know, if, as long as I keep on saying it. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're going to wish wish it into existence. Exactly. Right? No matter how many years it takes me. Uh, but we'll go. Uh, second last game we got Collingwood and the GWS Giants. I would love to tip GWS in this one, but I cannot. I will tip. Um, so, th- you know what? As long as it's a close game and Mason Cox kicks, you know, three goals, um, I'll be cool. So, dream scenario here, Donnie. Mason Cox kicks three. The Giants win this game. Um, is that going to happen? Probably not. Uh, but, you know, I'll tip to Collingwood. I think, it, I think it'll be a close game, though. I'm going to say I'm going to say this and I mean this seriously. If this game was a giant stadium, I'd tip the Giants in this one. Legitimately. I'm going to tip I'm going to tip Collingwood because the game is at the MCG. Mm-hmm. I think the fan base will help kind of bring up the bring up the mood a little bit because I think there's still some Collingwood fans that Jordan Degoe will be a big loss. He'll be the biggest hole since since a black hole. I I don't think Degoe is as big a loss as some people think it is. I think this team is playing yeah, really, really well. I like their style. GWS, again, kind of like I said last week, their wins are against bad teams. They're not winning against good teams, so this is not a bad team. They're almost winning against some good teams. You know, that counts playing, for something, well, right? Again, Western Maybe. Bulldogs, I don't think they're as good a team as they were last year because Brisbane of their Lions. defensive frailties. So, But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at it like this a little bit, is that I'm not sleeping on GWS. I think GWS is there. I just think Carlton Collingwood and getting the rivals mixed up. The <laughs> oh, you're going to get losing destroyed. their minds right now. Oh no! I just think Collingwood is just strong enough. They'll be able to handle. But GWS, I think, is going to test them. GWS is going to make them have to think a little bit in this game. Collingwood wins this, but the Giants, I think, are in this into the fourth quarter. I'd be okay with that. You know, you take what you can get in this one. Oh, man. But this last game, this last game is going to be real, real interesting when it comes to finals implications because it is Port Adelaide and the Gold Coast Suns, two teams arguably fighting, um, you know, you know, they're a, gain, a loss away from being booted from the finals. So this is going to be a really insane game. I don't like the odds on this one necessarily. About a buck forty for Port and about three dollars for the Gold Coast. I I thought the Gold Coast would be in this one a little bit more. Tipsters are definitely going with the Port on this one, eighty-seven percent according to the AFL website as well. I really want to tip Gold Coast, but also Port Adelaide. Their form recently has has been real solid. I'm again. This is another one of those. The venue helps me a little bit. Yeah. Make this a little bit of an easier Noble's tip. If this, if this was up at Metricon, I'd be. I'd probably would be tipping Gold Coast because it would even out the 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 warmer climate. I think would even everything out a little bit. Make the ball a little bit slippery, which I think would help Gold Coast in their style. Yeah. The way I saw, if Port plays the game that they played against Sydney, they will beat Gold Coast. They will. They will win this game because there's Andy. just so yeah. much skill and firepower on this team when they play at their top mm-hmm. butters is out with a little bit of an of a hyperextended knee he'll be out for a couple of weeks how will that kind of handle does bulk should come back in so there's your even swamp for butters bulk will come in he's not the same player as butters but he brings in a lot of things i just like port here i just think port has just enough 
Stewie do. I love you, man. I really love what you're doing. I just think you're running, you're running into a team that shouldn't be 12th. They should not be 12th on the roster. A absolute shithouse first five games of the season really kind of hurt them. And they're paying, they're paying for it right now. Port wins this one, but gold coast is going to be competitive. They're going to be in this. This is another, I'm, so many of these games, I think, are going to come down into the fourth quarter. This is going to be an elite round of footy if it turns out the way I think it could be. That this is a Gold Coast is going to be in this. They're they're not going to shy away. They're going to get after it. Stewie Do is not going to let this team come in and roll over. Mm-hmm. They're going to come in and get after it. Whoever loses this one, unfortunately, I think their final season is over. They are done. Put a line through them. It's over. Mm-hmm. But the winner may put themselves with that jumping board into the finals we'll have to see especially if it's port because this gives them another team win against a top 12 side with a chance to get themselves some positive momentum going at the end of the year i'm going to tip port on this one but this could be another dandy man it is going to be a hell of a round to look forward to if round 14 wasn't crazy round 15 is going to get absolutely absurdly wild uh, but ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it for us on this one. Thank you so much for tuning in, especially sticking to the end. If you are still here, um, it's it, I, we're we're just we're just gearing up for a unbelievable round of footy. There are finals spots on the line. There are seasons on the line at this point, and I cannot wait for you guys to join us again next week. Um, but before you head on out, make sure to follow us Twitter, Instagram at Fourth Mile Media. Hit up Coach Johnny at Coach Has Forty on both platforms as well. Find everything at thefourthandlong.com. And most importantly, when you're done listening to this, go ahead and check out because Coach Donnie, he's been working his ass off. And he put put out another great interview with, you know, for, for how much we kind of crap on Victorian media, this was a hell of an interview. <laughs> oh, Mr. Daniel Cherney. And the best part about that was is he, he actually um, – <laughs> Him and the AFLW website kept me up at 4 a.m. on Sunday <laughs> because two Victor- two top-tier Victorian players both nominated New South Wales, meaning Sydney's state of state of origin for drafting. So I was I, – I, from 4.30 on on Sunday morning, I could not sleep. I was so excited. Two elite-level players, both top-10 caliber type of players – are potentially up for grabs for Sydney, considering Sydney has the first. DWS, so, huh? Well, no, they'll both go to Sydney because Sydney yeah. has the first five picks of the New South Wales. Yeah, the New but South Sydney's Wales going. Thing. They're going to biff it. They're going to biff it, and it just is what it is. I don't really, know you're seriously going to go there? And this is kind of a great segue to to end the episode. I'm going to say is keep an eye out on the Donnie's disposals. I have something big. In the works, ladies and gentlemen, I yes. potentially, potentially, I'm not going to say I have this is not confirmed. I may have an AFLW superstar potentially coming on the podcast very, very soon. Keep an eye out on my socials. Dude. Keep an eye out on the AF, on the fourth and long socials because if this young lady comes through, and I think she will, this will be fantastic chat here. I cannot wait for this. I will give, if you want clues, reach out on social media. Let me know. I will give you clues on who this potentially could want be. Clues. Donnie will teach you about who it's going to be. I will, I will, te- I will tease ah. it so bad. I really hope this comes through. 
I'm working, I'm working on some other ones. I have another one arranged for August that I think is fantastic. I cannot wait. Um, I, I will also discuss that one a little bit closer. And for those of you that are AFLW, AFLW fans, AFLW draft is coming up next we in the next week or so i will have the off-season roundup on how everything happened in the off-season get us ready for the season and then come the bye week of the men's aflw returns i cannot wait for this i'm going to be a very busy man come august <laughs> september october with my footy team here my and the aflw and afl the finals it's the gonna launch. be a great so time of year man it is it's going to be absolutely fantastic i cannot wait for it so keep an eye out on the socials keep an eye out on the website keep an eye out on the youtube channel because hopefully very hopefully i could have an aflw superstar joining me for a chat you guys really don't want to miss us so that means you have to go ahead subscribe to us on youtube follow us on uh, our podcasting platforms as well and follow us on both social media accounts but coach donnie your thoughts your thoughts on zombie cats in one word or phrase <laughs> oh boy um <laughs> Oh geez, what what to take this seriously or to make it to make a mockery of it? Um, <laughs> oh, you know what? We'll we'll just we'll have fun with it. Um, blasphemous. Blasphemous. I'm gonna say blasphemous. I just don't blasphemous. think this is. It's not gonna happen. There's not gonna be zombie tigers though it would be quite interesting to see what a zombie tiger would do so but well it is a it is blasphemous to discuss that particular topic well, sir ladies and gentlemen at least we all know who to blame when there is a brand new uh disease that pops up that affects only tigers and they start um taking over the world it's all your fault donnie and um Thanks for doing us, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Stick until the end. We love you guys, and we'll see you after a bloodbath of round 15. Catch you in the next one.